Welcome to Real Life Keto Radio. I'm Bridget. And I'm Rebecca. And, and we're, we're the Keto, Keto Sisters. Sisters. And we're on a mission to help women find a way of eating that fits into their real life, but also helps them move toward better health. Yes. So listen every Monday at 1130 Eastern on WLXU 93.9 FM in Lexington or streaming worldwide on radiolex.us. So laugh and learn your way to fun keto serious results with Real Life Keto Radio featuring the Keto Sisters. Hey, welcome to Real Life Keto Radio. So if you are watching this um, online, then you might notice that we are wearing the same outfits as we were last time. I don't know if you really pay that much attention to our outfits. <laughs> um, oftentimes, if we're going to record um, multiple shows in a row, we bring different outfits um, and I change my hair a little bit, put on glasses or do something <laughs> different in between. But this is just a surprise. I honestly thought we were going to struggle to get through one episode. Um, just because I'm coming off of three really intense weeks, Rebecca um, has not been feeling really well and she's getting ready to go on vacation. Um, so just, I thought we were just going to cram it in, but you all, we had so much fun talking about the last episode um, that we thought, you know, we're just going to like, we're on a roll. We want to keep going. Um, we want to keep talking about it, even though we're wearing the same clothes and yeah. my hair is the same. <laughs> yeah. But like once you start that trip down memory lane, like we kept thinking of stories and instances of how we thought about food so differently back then, or even sometimes didn't think about food, more importantly. Um, so we think it's important to kind of share those stories to encourage you to also think back into your past because your past doesn't have to dictate your future, but it does impact it. And unless you realize how it's impacting it, it's hard to make lasting changes mm -hmm. if you don't address those longstanding thoughts. Yes. So if you have not listened to the last episode, you need to go back and listen. Rebecca shares about how her mom was like Willy Wonka growing up. Um, so we, and it, I mean, as we were talking that I'm thinking of like my uncle with candy in his pockets and we just started like really reliving what food looked like for us growing up. Um, and it's super fun to think about because it's so different now. All right. So where we left off was um, taught, we were just kind of in college, starting into early adulthood. I shared about how my husband and I were like, party central for um that sounds bad it sounds like they were having major drinking no. parties she means like food party food party because i did not care when i owed about drinking i'm still rarely drink i just would much rather eat than drink um and so we would go and get tons of snack food fun food and we just always call it fun food my kids call it fun food too um meaning junk food um and that's just what we lived on we um we kept we continued the cycle of busy, active lives, eating on the go, eating whatever sounded good and was convenient. Yeah. Um, and my husband and I were the same way. We were married. We got married right after college and we had dated in high school and college. So he knew. They're so husband. cute that you all <laughs> interjection. John, I know you're listening to this because John is our biggest fan. Um, and they dated since they were like, I don't know, 12. Not, <laughs> not quite 12, but yes, high school and college. Got married right after college. And we did not have kids for five years. I was going to law school. He was starting his career. So we kind of put off having kids, which meant we would go out to eat a lot. Like we Hard loved to believe. Yeah, <laughs> that still is true. I mean, we just loved going out to eat and that was how we were social. We didn't care anything about like cooking and making healthy meals. It was like, who can meet us, you know, like to go out to eat and we would go out to eat and we'd get appetizers and we, you know, get regular food, like the meal, then we'd stay for dessert because it would be like a two or three hour like event, thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was what we did. And um, I was in law school, so I was working and studying really hard. He would travel quite a bit for his job. And so when we were around, we were going to be social. We were going to hang out at restaurants. And so it was mozzarella cheese sticks and then like a huge meal. And then, hey, let's all share a brownie and ice cream. 
and that's just what we did. That was our, like our young adulthood, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I shared before, Robbie and I were getting our master's at the same time, living on student loans. We're like, oh my gosh, they just like give you thousands of dollars and you can just, where I had grown up, it's funny how you kind of, I'm putting pieces together. Growing up, a lot of food was centered around how much does it cost? Being on budget, food kind of being a little more rationed. I mean, that sounds extreme, but like we, it wasn't a free for all with junk food. It was like, this is what you get for the week for your school snacks or your school lunches. Um, so when the government just gave us all this money, <laughs> They don't give it to you, Bridget. You actually have to pay it back. That was such a bummer when we realized that. Anyway, so we just had this money and we were like, oh my gosh, look at all this fun food we can buy. We like went crazy and he didn't grow up with as much junk food. So we just had, we were just having a lot of fun. Then, um, you know, we graduated from school, got our real jobs um, and started our family. And once I, you know, for those that don't know, I did have four kids in four years, no twins. Um, and so that, I mean, when you already have, food challenges and addictions and struggles. Um, and then you're put into, or not put, I mean, that, that was our choice. We, we, we did that intentionally. People often love to ask us, do you know what causes this? Yes, we do know. Um, but we just wanted to have a bigger family. We wanted to have the kids close in age like we both experienced growing up. And so that sounded really great in theory, but the reality of having a four-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a newborn and you already tend to turn to food for fun, for um, As a coping stress mechanism. relief. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. And so I didn't have time to, I mean, I didn't have time to make meals. I remember sometimes I'd look around and like all four kids were crying. I'm like, I don't even know where to, I literally don't even know who to start with right now. Um, but I mean, I loved my life. I'm super blessed with my life, but it was a really hard and busy time. And so, <laughs> I mean, you all, the, the fast food, the amount of times I went through the fast food window, because that would be like a break, you know, take, load up the kids, get us out of the house. They were all corralled in their car seats, yes. right? They can't move. They can't get into anything. Right. And then I can literally just go get a bag of food and chuck them back their bags. Like, here's your bag. Here's your, you know, here's your box of French fries, whatever. It just was a nice, easy coping skill. I saw someone out one time uh, when the kids were really young and she's like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, I don't think like this is where I go to church. This is where my kids go to school. She's like, no, that's not it. She's like, oh, do you come through this drive-thru a lot? Yeah, that's that's me. Yep, that's where, that's where we've been. <laughs> so that was my world. Um, and I remember being at the grocery, which of course was either like a train wreck because that was before they even had like the double seaters. So I would have like a kid on the hip, a kid in the seat, a kid in the basket, you know, a kid hanging off the back. <laughs> but sometimes she was the one you did not want to get behind in line. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I mean, of course I wasn't like thinking through healthy meals. I was like chucking stuff in the survival in the mode, right? It was get straight in, survival out. mode. And, um, I remember, you know, maybe I just took two kids with me. My husband would take kids, whatever it was, two kids divide and conquer, but whatever it was, I just remember like walking past the produce section and literally thinking who would eat that nasty food when there's all this yummy cereal and chips. <laughs> and that's just where I was. I couldn't even comprehend taking the time to cut up a fruit or a vegetable or eating it. If it like, why I just, I didn't get, I wasn't making the connection. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important to go back and think about those mm -hmm. things and how, how we lived and grew up and then how we lived as young adults and what kind of patterns we set forth for our kids. So my husband and I were married five years without kids and for our free for all, it wasn't bag, buying bags of chips and all that. It was going out to restaurants, right? So then we had kids and we still wanted to go out to restaurants and we're like, hey, 
what is the best way to make sure that your kids behave in restaurants? Make sure they grow up in restaurants. <laughs> so our she kids were, standing. yeah, I mean, our kids were always super well behaved because we took them to restaurants all the time. Mm -hmm. And if they weren't behaved, they knew they got taken out of the restaurant. So like my kids still like to go to restaurants and we're those people that stay there two and three hours, even at a fast food restaurant, because that has always just been our social time. Like when I did cook and we stayed at home, we never would sit around the table that long. So we always, we rationalized, we were um, building family <laughs> we time. We were building family time. Like, you know, when we eat at home, we all get up and we go do our different things. When we go to a restaurant, we sit there and we spend time together. So it's, a it's, necessary an, it's an investment in family. <laughs> So even though we loved going out to eat and still do, that's a big part of our social and family time, um, we did keep snacks around the house like I grew up with. Like we always had sodas, we always had chips, we always had cakes and cookies and we made desserts and quote unquote fun food. Um, now I didn't tend to binge on it, but I would eat it as a regular part of my day. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember like we were known as drinking a certain type of soda. Like all of our friends knew that. I, mean, I, I When you were talking about it before, I can picture them coming over for game nights and bringing, because we didn't, I, I, soda's not been a big part of my story, um, but I can just remember them bringing their whole case of soda for their family of four. Like you got to have a whole case for a couple hours yeah, of games. Yeah, forget me, because you never know. Um, <laughs> Better be safe than sorry. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be short of soda. <laughs> don't want to have to ration it. That's no fun. But anyway, um, so every all of our friends knew the type of soda that we drank. And my husband also had a particular type of candy that he liked. I will tell you what it is, but I will tell you that he would bite the end off one piece of candy, stick this candy into <laughs> his can of soda, and use it as a straw to drink the soda. So using basically a, an edible candy straw wow. to drink soda. That was like his combo. And um, he's a CPA, and so when our kids were younger, we wanted to send them to a private school. So he worked his full-time job, but then would do people's taxes on the sides to be able to pay for this private school. And sometimes he would um, do people's taxes who didn't have a lot of money, they were friends and kind of struggling. They would literally pay him with a case of soda and a bag of this particular candy. Like <laughs> so, you know, I continued the pattern. Once we had kids, we were busy, it was overwhelming. We did go get fast food a fair amount. Um, if we cooked at home, I mean, it was frozen chicken nuggets, frozen fries, like basically what you'd get at the fast food, you just don't buckle up and go to it. <laughs> um, it would be that, you know, um, I mean, I never did pizza in a box. That's so weird to me. But, um, you know, frozen pizzas, tacos, spaghetti. I mean, those are like the four meals. I don't know. That's just, those are my four meals growing up. Those are my four meals that I cooked at home. Um, but I never, like, I didn't have a recipe book or explore cooking at all. It just wasn't a thing. It was like, oh, dang it. I remember every day, <laughs> like four, five o'clock, kids would be getting grouchy. I'm like, oh, shoot. I got to feed them again. I get it. Why am I surprised? This happened yesterday and the day before, and it's going to happen again tomorrow. But I just, and I still honestly feel it when my kids are, my, right now I have three of my kids at home, home, our tiny apartment that we're living in right now. And um, I, every day at like four or five, I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> what are we going to do? So there's, no, I just have never done the pre-planning thinking ahead. It's not really in my personality. It just doesn't fit with my life. Um, but that I remember that feeling when they were younger and that's when I would like have to load them all up to go to get fast food or go into the grocery, which was a train wreck um, because I was just living day by day. And so it was ever, whatever would be the easiest, most convenient, preferably cheapest option is what we would go with. Yeah. And I was always money conscious too, but we still wanted to go out to eat. So 
I literally knew the schedule for every kids eat free in town. And there was one restaurant that had two different locations and kids ate free on Tuesday at one location and on Thursday at the other. I'm like, I got Tuesday and Thursday cover. <laughs> what do you got for Wednesday? I mean, like that's what I would do because I was trying to be conscious with our money, but also get to eat out. And when we did eat at home, I would try to do kind of like a what I considered a balanced meal. Because like I said in the last episode, I grew up on a farm where we had full meals, bread, meat, potatoes, dessert. Like that was my, what I thought you were supposed to cook. So when I'd cook at home, I'd be like, okay, I've got to have a protein and at least two vegetables and then some bread. And so I'd get like the little um, canned rolls or canned biscuits that you can make at home, got the bread covered. And then I'd be like, okay, I'd get a protein. So it would either be beef or chicken. I would just alternate between the two, find some kind of sauce or something to put on it, and then open two cans of vegetables, throw some salt on it, maybe some pepper, maybe some butter, like dinner is served, mom of the year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the uh, vegetables that we liked were like corn, potatoes, mm -hmm. like all the starchy ones, like I wasn't winning. <laughs> she wasn't winning. Hey, I said earlier that I knew carrots, corn, and green beans. I also knew a potato. <laughs> before I met my husband when I was 18. Um, anyway, so um, we need to finish up this half, um, but when we come back in the second half, we are gonna share about how we got from there to here, doing a radio show about keto, like what in the world happened to cause such a pivot in your life to where you are now.